Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Sunday is the 17th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B. Our first reading is from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 42-44, through 44, where Elisha, the successor to the prophet Elijah, feeds 100 men from 20 loaves of bread. The man offering the bread has traveled 25 kilometers to give his first fruits to the Lord's prophet. The hundred men are Elisha's fellow prophets in Gilgal, and the man objects that they can all hardly be fed by this humble offering. Elisha's miracles are often an expression of God's charity to his faithful people, and this one is no different. In the Gospel this Sunday, Jesus will work an even more impressive miracle one that points toward another gift even greater. Our psalm this Sunday is a selection from Psalm 145 and continues the theme of God's providential care for his faithful, giving them their food in due season. On the whole, Psalm 145 is unmixed praise of God by King David. It is interesting to note that in the original Hebrew, this psalm is an acrostic which each line starting with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. This is the sort of thing often lost in translation, though Monsignor Ronald Knox rendered these psalms in English acrostics in his very beautiful translation of the Bible. You can find the Knox translation in print and free online. Our second reading is Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 6 where St. Paul urges the faithful to practice Christian virtue, preserving in their community the unity that they have through faith. There is one Lord, one body of Christ, one faith, and one baptism. Here Paul touches on all four pillars that the Catechism of the Catholic Church is organized around, the creed, the sacraments, morality, and prayer. Our Gospel is the first 15 verses of the very important 6th chapter of St. John's Gospel, picking up the story where our Gospel from Mark left off last Sunday. Like Elisha in the first reading, Jesus is faced with a hungry crowd, and his companions similarly doubt that they have enough to feed everyone. In one of his most public miracles, Jesus feeds 5,000 men from only five loaves and two fishes, and has even more than that left over when the fragments are collected. On one level, this miracle shows that God has visited his people again as in the days of Elisha, but with even more power. Being well-fed in this way, the people understandably want to make Jesus their king. The people recognize Jesus as the prophet foretold by Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, a Messiah that many first-century Jews expected would overthrow the Roman occupation. Earthly sustenance and power, however, is not the point of this miracle, and that point is lost on those who would nonsensically read this passage as merely a nice story about Jesus getting the crowd to share among each other. The Gospels are not prone to such hyperbole and are told in a definite historical time and place. This story appears in all four of the Gospels, and there is no doubt that the evangelist meant to describe an actual historical event. 
With that said, we can return to the point of the miracle, which will become obvious as the church continues reading John 6 over the next few Sundays. This chapter culminates in Jesus' proclamation of the Eucharist as his body and his blood, the true food come down from heaven, that when eaten is eternally satisfying. The feeding of the 5,000 is a preparation for, and sacramentally portrays with earthly realities, the superabundance that Christ will give in the Eucharist. Jesus himself offers this explanation in verse 26 next week, and the Greek word that John uses when he said that Jesus gave thanks is Eucharistio, from which our word Eucharist derives. In verse 11 here, John says that Jesus, quote, took, gave thanks, and distributed. Whereas in Mark's account of the Last Supper at Mark chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus again, quote, took, gave thanks, and gave. This language is deliberate on the part of John in connecting the miracle to the Eucharist. An important detail to notice is that John says this all took place at Passover. All the Gospels mention Passover in the context of Jesus' crucifixion, but John also mentions two other Passovers, which is why we know Jesus' public ministry took place over three years. This is the second Passover in John's Gospel, and the proclamation of the Eucharist here points forward to the sacrifice of Christ at his crucifixion that this sacrament represents and memorializes in every Mass. Jesus' fulfillment of the Jewish Passover in his death and resurrection is the very center of the New Testament and the Catholic faith, which the Church appropriately explores most prominently in the readings at Easter. Let's leave it at that for now, since we will continue with Jesus' Eucharistic discourse in John chapter 6 next week. We will conclude for the, with the Collect for this Sunday's Mass. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy, bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again, and God bless.